0: We've all had that moment where we're trying to teach our dog something and it just doesn't work it just goes wrong and maybe we've tried once maybe we've tried 10 times and we just can't crack it. Today we're going to talk about what to do when training goes wrong. See you in there. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hello and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. If you are new here, welcome. I'm Holly, nice to have you. And today we're gonna be talking about what to do when training goes wrong. So if you have a dog, chances are training has gone wrong at some point and that's very, very normal. And it's definitely something that I've experienced as a dog trainer or dog professional. So something I wanna start with is actually from one of my mentors and what she always says is, seek to understand rather than seeking to be understood. Now, she's not a dog trainer or dog behaviorist, but actually I think this is so, so relevant for dogs. Seek to understand rather than seeking to be understood. And if you really take that down to its bare bones, it's what we should potentially. That word's problematic, but it's what we should be doing all of the time. So often we want to push our agenda. We want our dogs to understand us, to listen to us, to work with us. But actually, maybe we need to do a bit more collaborative work. Can we understand each other? Can we work together? Can we listen to each other? So I am going to just run you through a very quick Little mnemonic that I've got that I like to run through whenever something isn't quite going right. And this could be any kind of training. So maybe you're helping your dog to feel more comfortable on the lead when they see another dog. Maybe you are training a settle. Maybe you are training a sport technique. Maybe you are training a, a basic skill. Doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you're looking at. And the mnemonic is pepper, which I'm really, really pleased with, because normally when I try and do these, <laughs> it just doesn't happen, and I end up with all these random letters and I can't make a word out of it. But today we have pepper, So I'm going to run through them, and then hopefully you can take something away from this. Um, we might do a little handout as well that we can, we can give you so that you've got it and you can stick it on your fridge and you're ready to go. All right, so the first P is for pain or discomfort. And this is where I go first. So whenever something is going on with my dog, they're behaving in a way that's not regular for them. We are trying to teach something and they just aren't getting it. There's something that's different. It's just not working. Something's not working properly. The first thing I want to consider is, is my dog in pain or discomfort? And discomfort should not be brushed off because often we think of you know real pain muscle pain or joint pain or uh, tummy ache or something like that but discomfort we kind of just go oh well you know but actually if you think about discomfort that you might have It's not nice. So, let's. I have, I get quite bad headaches sometimes, and I'll get full blown, awful migraines where I'm literally have to lie in a dark room with (laughs) something cold on my head and I can't do anything. And that's what I would call pain. And then I also get niggling headaches, which I would call discomfort. Now, with the niggling headaches, I push myself to go about my day. I see my dog clients, I work with my own animals, I work on my business, I do all of the things that I would do in a normal day. And to be honest, it's almost as bad because it's that niggling pain, it's that annoyance, you're trying to concentrate and your head is throbbing, you're trying to explain something and you've just got that thing in the way. So discomfort shouldn't be ruled out, that's also really, really important. And what I mean by discomfort is things like maybe your dog needs the toilet, maybe they're hungry, maybe they accidentally bumped heads like my dogs did today, bless them, we were out walking and they were running together, and they just turned in the wrong moment, and they cracked their heads together like a proper clunk. I was like, oh my gosh, giving each other brain damage. Um, but yeah, that's, that's discomfort. So if I would then asked them to do something immediately after that, they might not have been able to do it, because they're like, ow, my head hurts. <laughs> um, and then you've obviously got the more kind of intense kinds of pain. So whether that's arthritis, or your dog has a lifelong condition, or there's something else going on that's painful for your dog. Teeth is a big one in puppies for for example, not visible, but very painful. Okay. So if you've ruled out pain, discomfort, you don't think that's what's going on. The second letter is E. So this is a big one. This is environment. And there's so much that goes into environment. So if I'm trying to teach something to my puppy or my dog, and they're just not getting it, is there something around that's making that too hard for them? Is there a noise that's going on that is distracting? Is there a smell that's wanting they want to go off and investigate? Are there other distractions? Are there people? Are there other animals? Am I in a dog training class and there's other dogs barking or whining or staring at my dog or pulling towards my dog? Is my dog In a space that's not comfortable, do they feel backed into a corner? Am I leaning over them? Am I doing something to make them feel physically uncomfortable or unsafe? Or are they on a surface they don't enjoy? Are they on the wet grass? Or maybe some dogs don't like um, slippy floors or carpets or anything. There's all number of things. Now, do you have to run through a list of 100 things? No. But what you can start to pick up on is, oh, actually, that happened twice when we were in training class maybe this training class is a little bit overwhelming for my dog or actually the last time i asked him to lie down and it was raining he didn't do it then either okay maybe he doesn't like to get his tummy wet so it's about really understanding your specific dog and thinking "Mm, there's something there's a little pattern here going on (laughs) i need to remember this for next time okay so your second p is preparation And this is all about you. So this is not your dog. (laughs) Your dog is not responsible for preparation. And this is really thinking about don't run before you can walk. So the classic is the the recall let's say we want to we've got a I don't know 16 week old puppy and they're let off for the first time and they're having a wonderful time they find this amazing bush with all these incredible scents and having a good old smell and you start calling them and calling them and calling them and they don't come back and you panic and think oh my gosh I'm gonna lose my 16 week old puppy Don't run before you can walk. Your puppy's probably not going to be able to respond to you if they've got their first taste of freedom and they've got their nose in the bush and they're like, ah, this is amazing. So... Have them on a long line for security or take them somewhere where they're safe for them to to be and they're not going to run off into a road or something like that. Let them explore and then pick your moment. Pick your specific moment where they see the little head come up. Then maybe you're calling them back to you. And of course, you're making it fun and you're making it a party and all that good stuff. But you want to really prepare. So don't ask your puppy or your dog to do something that they're just not ready for yet. Build in the layers and then you'll get success, and then everyone's happy. <laughs> okay. And the third P is partnership. So are you being clear? Because this is a partnership, and your dog needs you as a part of this partnership to be very clear in what it is that you're asking for. So if you say one thing, but your body language says something totally different. <laughs> so let's say you say, Hey Molly, come, and you say that but you're sitting there with your arms crossed and your legs folded, and you don't have any expansive body language whatsoever and you're looking the other way chances are molly's not going to come over to you (laughs) so think about are you being very clear if you are teaching something a bit more complex like i don't know maybe some fitness work and you're trying to get your dog to pop their paws up on something let's say is it obvious what it is that you want are you making that clear for your dog and filming your training is the best way of doing this because you can look back and be like yeah no that was not clear at all if I was my dog right then I would have no idea what I was trying to do (laughs) so that's really important and make sure that it's a request not a command not an order not a do this right now but it's a request could you put your paws up on here could you can you yeah great fantastic no okay then I need to run through my pepper list and see why you can't do that Okay, so partnership is very, very important. And we could go way deeper on that. But they're just a couple of things that I like to think about. The next letter is emotion. So how are they feeling? And how are you feeling? Is your dog feeling excited? Is it just too much because they're just so excited? Maybe someone has just come home through the door and they're like, oh my gosh, I was doing my training, but now I need to go and see this person. And it's just wonderful. Are they feeling calm and relaxed? In which case, maybe it's not emotion. Maybe it's one of the other things that's stopping them. If you think, actually, no, they're all right, you know. Are they feeling frustrated? Are they feeling stressed? because it's pretty hard to do things when you're feeling one of those ways. <laughs> and then how are you feeling? Are you feeling frustrated and stressed and therefore you are a bit short with the things you ask your dog to do? Are you feeling confused? Did you <laughs> did you start this training session with one thing in mind and then all of a sudden we've we found ourselves not doing that and doing something else and you don't really know what it is you're trying to teach? <laughs> so really have a think about the emotional side here. How's your dog feeling? And of course you can't see into your dog's brain. But again, Have a little look at their body language. Have a little look at the way they're behaving. behaving. What does that tell you? What does that tell you about your individual dog? Not what Google tells you that body language says, but actually what you've learned it means for your dog. And look at your own body language. How are you standing? Like I said, are you standing there with your arms crossed, not not looking at your dog? Are you getting frustrated? Are you maybe slamming your treat pouch down on the side because you're like, oh, I just want to teach this, and they're not doing it. So, emotion. Emotion. And the last one is repetition. And this is an interesting one because I think repetition goes both ways. So we can do too much repetition. And the one thing I really can't stand in dog training, I say the one thing, there's many things, but one of the things that I can't stand is these boring drills of, for example, rollover, yes, treat, roll over, yes, treat, roll over, yes, treat. I mean, if the dog's having the time of their life, sure. But we all like a bit of variety. So don't just repeat the same thing over and over and over and over again in that kind of rote learning way in one session. But also try not to just do the same session over and over again, because people often say to me, oh, this was working really well for my dog, but it's not now. And I'll ask, how often are you doing it? And they're like, oh, that's all we've been doing, like five times a day for a week. And I'm like, well, I could eat Maltesers five times a day for a week. And, you know, I probably would still eat them, but I'd be a little bit bored and I might be interested in trying something else. So... Too much repetition, that can be a problem. And the other side is too little repetition. And we kind of spoke about this a little bit already, but don't walk before you can run. It comes in again. If you haven't done much practice, don't expect your dog to be able to do what you're asking them to do. (laughs) And same for you. If you haven't done much practice in this training lark, do a little bit of practice without your dog even there. If you're doing something where your body is really important, or maybe you're using a food law or a toy or something like that, have a practice, even film yourself, no one has to see it, (laughs) and just look and see, okay, when my dog is here, this is what this will look like. So all of these things together come up with pepper. So just to remind you, we've got pain and discomfort. We've got environment, preparation, partnership, emotion, and repetition. And just taking you back to what we said at the beginning, hold in mind that you are seeking to understand rather than seeking to be understood. Okay, that's everything for today. Take care just before you go let me tell you about something really cool that's coming up very very soon and that is the Kino conference kindness is essential not optional the dog behavior conference it's our second year running this event and we've got over 25 world-class dog behavior experts coming to share their knowledge their expertise and their dog behavior advice with you completely for free So we are running it for two whole weeks and every single day you'll get access to two amazing interviews. They're super, super short so you can listen to them when you're driving, walking the dog or even cleaning. I'd love to see you there. So if you are interested, simply click the link in the show notes, which will take you right there and register you for free. The event starts from the 31st of January and runs for two weeks, but you can join us at any point. And if you're listening after the end of February 2022... You can also access the recorded conference via our website, pawsupdogs.com. So go ahead, go to the show notes, click the link to register, and we'll see you there.